Hello everyone. Today you're listening to Youth Entrepreneurship in a Nutshell by First Main in collaboration with Such India Foundation. I am Sankal back with another amazing episode and your host for the series. And in today's episode we have the one and the only Tarik Sharif. Hi Tarik, how are you doing? I'm good, Sankal. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's so nice to see you after so long. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last time I saw you was in school, but yeah, nice to see you, bro. So- yeah so for all the listeners tarik's actually a senior of mine super senior from uh, school we both went to the same school frank anthony's in bangalore and so for all the listeners tarik sharif is the co-founder and full-time director of area 83 one of the common things about us is we both love nature we love traveling around the world and he's making area 83 a reality every single day so tarik can we start off by telling the listeners a little bit more about area 83 and what the organization actually is so basically because like a few years ago me and my brother because we traveled with our family you know we saw we used to do quite like you know adventure activities like bungee jumping like skydiving yeah. and you know we thought like you know why isn't there something like this back in india mm-hmm. then we did the study in the market and we saw that you know there like you know in india when people have done activities like this before not like it hasn't been tried Yeah there were quite a few accidents which have happened yeah. because you know people weren't really educated in that field it was more like right. you know is there abroad let's try it in india so what me and my brother decided to do is okay fine let's travel a bit look at the activities which are famous all over the world and get yeah. up in one place so a few years ago i think when we went to new zealand mm-hmm. we did the bungee there and we were like you know we need to get this thrill back in india but with all the safety precautions mm-hmm. so it took us almost i think a year to come up with a plan so the thing is now my brother just got out he finished his master and he came back from london and i was right. still studying in st joseph college of commerce right. and uh, we had to make a plan for my dad so it wasn't like any other like you know go and ask our dad okay can we start a project and he's like yes go ahead Love we it. went ahead like he was maybe like a person we're going to take a loan from mm-hmm. so we're like you know okay fine we'll come up with a project yeah and you approve it Both. so he was like just because we his son he didn't go easy on us it took us a while it. yeah it took us almost a, what 6 months to a year for him to approve something go through so, yeah so then we told him okay fine we'll start the project we obviously needed help because it was you know in the construction line because we were making a resort and right. the main part was like we were taking his baby that was the, the land that we've taken is his prime land like and he didn't have any idea that we were going to come and encroach this land <laughs> like you know we would have taken something outside so it took right. us took him like a bit of convincing but yeah at the end of the day he saw the plan he saw the numbers and he's like okay fine go ahead with it yeah over time we started the project like the like many changes like i'm telling you the starting project gave my dad and what area it is now i think yeah. maybe 5% of what we actually planned and showed him initially yeah so it took us about what two years to construct and make the place by the mm-hmm. time i think it was done i was done with my degree wow so i thought okay fine my dad was more of you know he wanted to go abroad and study for a year for the exposure so yeah. i my plan was to actually study in london yeah. but my dad was uh, he said you know the business has started is your business do you really yeah. want to leave so i had to make a big decision that okay fine 
let the studies be inside for a while i'll go i'll finish everything i'll finish yeah. like you know setting up the place like you know the way i wanted to run rather than you know putting someone else like you know what everyone else done yeah so then i started like i handled the operation my brother handles the back end like mm-hmm. office like anything when come to designing anything when come to resort new activities he's the one who had to go and do all the research mm-hmm. so the the place started thank god like you know it picked up because you know the activities that we had were unique and we made it in yeah. such a way that yeah. we could see that there was a gap between parents and kids mm-hmm. yeah. because you know when uh, like you know when a family goes to a resort usually mm-hmm. you just see like the family like the parents sitting beside and the children playing in the ground right. so we like you know we want to make activities where everyone can be involved and everyone can play So okay. all our activities are mostly team games which everyone in the family could try and opt for. Got it. Got it. So on those lines we started off. Mm-hmm. We picked up very fast when the corporate world because the activities that we have were very unique and you know they have the corporate team outings. Yeah. So they were interested in coming and they start like people start pouring in. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was we didn't start marketing the only thing that we put up was one promotional video. but yep. that itself hit almost uh, 1 million views wow so, yeah the thing was we weren't ready for that we were like okay fine like you know we start with maybe 50 people maybe 100 people because we weren't really ready such a big team we had like mm-hmm. enough for maybe 100 200 people mm-hmm. but the call that were coming in like in a day we to get 800 call 900 call then we had like two three people like handling those call we didn't know we're going to get that many call that's crazy yeah then we had we had to set up the team obviously like you know it wasn't easy initially like you'd see Absolutely. me running the reception you'd see me doing the activities by the lake like you know it was a little bit like you know it was a good learning curve but you know like you know we could have handled it better but we didn't expect so many people to come initially Okay, yeah so then it picked up the business started going well then mm-hmm. one year after we opened the resort was running well i thought okay fine this is my chance to leave go study and come back but yeah. instead of doing a management course i thought i'll do a hospitality course because since we right. opened a hotel none of us are from a hospitality background i did a bbm brother a bbm dad also yeah. is a lawyer plus done bbm so none of us are in that field so i applied to universities all over the world yeah i got in the university called the blue mountains in sydney that's i right. think the num- top 10 in the world and i got yeah. a full scholarship wow. because they saw my background of the ngo work i've done the sports that i've played and the resort that i've opened love it yeah but the issue again was my dad like if you leave who yeah. run the resort because the thing my dad wasn't he wasn't in the business so he's like i right. don't know what you do he could right. he used to help out with the finance the construction but he's like i cannot run a resort and it's not my age he's like i want to relax right. my brother doesn't like dealing with people directly he's more of like you know the back end work Gotcha. So I had to let go of that course, and I was like, "Okay, fine, let go." Another year went by; it all went well. Now the thing was, like, you know, we knew we had people who we hired from all over the world to come and check our safety. But right. personally, like, you know, like me and my brother are adventurers, but we're not certified in adventure. Got it. So then a year later, that's when you know the resort was fine. Like we had our manager doing everything. Like the finance was fine. My dad and my brother start doing the operation part of it. So you know they got used to what I used to do. Then came my adventure. 
I I got in this place called uh, Knowles, which is known as National Outdoor Leadership School. Yeah. I did a diploma from there, so I'm a hiking, canoeing, sea kayaking instructor. So it was a three month course which they keep you in the jungle, and you yeah like you know you're away from the world. You don't have any tech to speak to people. My food used to come in a helicopter, by boat, by by car, but you know I didn't see humans for practically ninety days. Wow. Yeah. So when, when, when did you do this course? So I did this uh, two years ago. Wow. So it's uh, it's kind of like you were you were you were already sort of prepared for the pandemic two years ago, not yeah. seeing anyone. Yeah. But the pandemic is different. See, here I could, I could still contact people. Like you know, the funny part was you know as Indian parents, our yeah. parents like you know they have to keep in contact with us all the time. I know. But the the funny thing was I didn't know what I enrolled myself into. I didn't know that. I thought I would have contact with them because yeah, you have cell connection everywhere. But when yeah. I went there, they were like, you know, Tariq, for the next ninety days, you may get to speak to your parents. So maybe after twenty-four days is the first time you can talk to them. Then you have a forty-five day gap where you're in the jungle and you don't come back. That's and then there's another ten days. And when I told it to my parents, they were like, Tariq, come back now. Like there's no <laughs> way of doing this. And I was like, and the funny thing was like, I was in a position like saying, okay, fine, like I'm here, like it's okay. And the thing that the course wasn't easy as such, like you know, as in, yeah. like Indian kids. I'm not trying yeah. to say anything, but we're not. We know we haven't gone hiking in our life. We haven't gone camping in our life. It might would be okay. Go to a park. When that, <laughs> I don't think anyone has heard of. Okay, maybe we've gone, but yeah. you know, we haven't been adventurous to such an effort that we go out of our way, like on a weekend, and go hiking or go cycling. Yeah. Like now, you can see the trend coming up. Yeah. So. I I didn't know what I got myself into. Like you know, I wasn't prepared. Like honestly, I wasn't prepared. I'm not gonna lie and be like you know, I was cool for yeah. like to go for it. Yeah. I'm telling you, like the first four days, I thought I was gonna die. I thought I wasn't gonna make <laughs> this. Like no. That's so way. crazy. Like I had to make my own food. Like like make my own food. Like you know, carry all. I think like my backpack itself was about 40 kgs, and we travel wow. almost what eight to ten kilometers one way every wow. single day. we wow. had classes we had everything in the jungle so you know that one course i would like i would say like it uh, an indian kid goes maybe a 98% fail rate like wow that's you know that's how tough it is not that's not crazy. like it's not safe but yeah obviously like you know when you put outside your comfort zone to such a big extent you will break somewhere like you know we had yeah. a guy who broke his hand on the third day wow they had to they had to call the chopper and get him out Wow. On day forty-five, we had someone who went into deep depression. He had to come out. Mm. So anyway, the course was good. So I was like, okay, fine. I finished my diploma. I'm a instructor. Fine. What's next? Mm-hmm. Post that, I went to Panama. So Panama, there's this course called Kaluyala, which is again in the jungle. It'll yeah. you know, three-month diploma again. Yeah. So this course basically, I learned sustainable hospitality, outdoor recreation. Mm-hmm. agriculture sustainable yeah. architecture yeah. and like you know it was like a cluster of courses that i got to do right so because the thing is see now we make a, any business that we do yeah. people want to make money but they don't really care about nature right. since we were in the heart of you know nature over here mm-hmm. i thought okay fine if we make it i thought like i'm a person who cannot deal with trash right. like, you know i like when i see 500 people i know the amount of bottles that go the amount of paper plastic and everything yeah. so i try cutting down as much as possible but at the same time you know it's all right i can't give them an excuse saying i'm eco friendly so in this course in like in those span of 3 months again i learned a lot about sustainability like deep com- like compost you have 
like agriculture which helps quite a bit architecture mm-hmm. like you know making structure which actually go with nature rather than going against nature gotcha. so i got that got that like that also was a tough for the government that's like away from the city so in mm-hmm. south america about what two hours away from the city staying in the jungle right I finished that course. Then I came back home because I want my brother to do the same because he have, hasn't done an adventure course and stuff. So right. I wanted him to go and I came back to handle the business. Right. He did a photography course in the same place. Right. Then I was here searching for more courses to do around the world. Mm-hmm. Once we both came back, I think two years back, we went to we went to the University of Colorado. We did a uh, medical first aid course. So right. it's called the Wilderness First Responder. Mm-hmm. That's the highest first aid you can get as an individual. So right. Basically, that teaches you everything, like to how to put back bones, how if someone were in cardiac arrest, what to do, and things like that. You know, things which I may not need over here, but you know, always good to know. Like you know, good someone know. gets hurt, till an ambulance comes, I know how to keep the person alive if it's such a critical thing. Or for example, right. like you know, just like I, I see people sometimes just come with like big cuts and bleed, like the bleeding everywhere. You know, I yeah. know how to stop the blood and things like that. I know I should get grossed out by something like that. Right. And the thing is, if I learn it, I can. Teach Teach my staff, and I do have classes from there time to time. So after this, a medical course. The plan was to have classes for school students. So schools like Malayadati and uh, DPS, all of them come for their day out, overnight programs, and all that. Right. They have two-hour session with me when it comes to first aid. Mm. So I te- teach them basic first aid, like you know, you have your sprains, you have your bleeding. If someone yeah. you know faints, like what to do, like which we as kids never learn, but you know. Right. Which, you know, the new curriculum, they want to learn. Mm-hmm. So things like this, okay, as a cluster, like I did quite a few adventure courses. And then, yeah, post that, my brother, this, like last December, he, he had his wedding, so I had to come back. Right. So yeah, since, and then post that, you know, the COVID came. So once mm-hmm. the COVID came, like, you know, all of us were stuck. So we are like, you know, rather than staying in the city, mm-hmm. we came to the resort. We started working on the resort when it came, like we shut the resort almost... 15 days before the lockdown. Because okay. for me, all my staff stays in-house. Like, everyone who works with me, I like to take care of them. More than, more like, you know, not they're not doing it for the money. The food and accommodation on the house, what you mm-hmm. make is what you keep. Because otherwise, okay. people stay out, they have to pay rent and all that. Like, you know, it's a hell. So it's like, like the, the, the staff that I have here, like family, that's like almost, what, 120 people. Right. So that... Once the once the virus came, a few people wanted to go home because they're like, we want to be with our family. Mm-hmm. Then I think post lockdown again, a few people went. So yeah, so we've been staying here like a community. We opened, I think, about two weeks ago. Because yeah. again, like for us, the thing is, yes, to make money is one, but then I'm not going to put someone's life at risk. And right. like, you know, my staff may come in contact with anyone. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I can't, like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want them to fall sick just for me to make a buck. Right. So even now we take about 50 people, maybe like four rooms, five rooms. Like, you know, we've kept it at a minimal just to hit fixed cost. We right. really want to go all the way with the resort. But yeah, hopefully in the future, like we have planned this year, like we're going to put a zip line from this yeah. side of the lake to the other that's going to touch almost 100 kilometers per hour. We're wow. going to come, up, come with contact with the company from New Zealand to come put a bungee over here. Like wow. we had a lot planned this year. But the thing is, yeah, because COVID, we had to put it on hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the plan for now. That's awesome, man. So much um, so much of inspiring stuff, so much happening. And honestly, all that you just said kind of like summarizes, sounds like a lot, like sounds like too much work, too much um, 
stuff happening but that's the basics of entrepreneurship right there so i i love that you share that with us thanks for doing that and now for our listeners let's go into something a little more fun and super chill it's called the ice breaking session so i'm going to give out five statements to you and you can only answer in a yes or a no like single words and so based on you know your answers we'll see if we find something super crazy and we'll uh, we'll talk more about that so are you good to go yeah all good right the first one starting a resort is super easy when you have the land handed over to you yes you need to pursue a career in the subject you graduate in no all right businesses are started overnight and not over time yes family business is more than just having a family who is ready to fund a business no india has the worst adventure sports scene in the world definitely like yes like if you had absolute yes yes <laughs> and, and and i think i can understand that because like when you spoke about you know adventure how it is around the world and how it is in india for example bungee jumping when you talk about bungee jumping in india it's something that happens around the mall as a fun thing for kids you know it's like in a crane man at. like in a crane like really like yeah. you know there was an incident where someone jumped off a crane and the crane just collapsed like oh, how man. how can you take a, but you know that's the problem like in india people want to make that cheap buck like take a crane yeah. and make it rather than making a tower which yeah. may cost you a little bit no they're going to take a crane and use the crane because they have done the math by saying oh yeah if it can lift a heavy load what is yeah. a human like what is a human weight that is going to take that's not like negligible so yeah that is crazy that is true and so my i think one of the next questions that i'd have for you is to understand uh, in a way from your perspective specifically do you see a change uh, in the indian market and in the indian opinion as a whole on uh, the understanding of what true adventure is do you see a change um, coming uh, coming into the market in the next few years like i think like post corona i've seen a lot of people cycling hiking like you know going out and spending time on themselves like yeah. basically like you could in india the market is mm-hmm. usually people think that you know monday to friday you work saturday mm-hmm. sunday you go out to a bar and you do x y z do whatever you have to but right. nobody really plans that okay fine let's go for a hike let's go cycling but you know now you can actually see people care about their health they know like you know they cannot do that saturday night and friday night every weekend their mm-hmm. bodies cannot take it now you know looking at people and you know the way they're looking at everything like nature and like you know going yeah. out more because you know everything gets monotonous if you see going to a bar going to a club you know no matter which bar you go to no matter which club you go to like you know in the end of the day it is going to get monotonous people want to do something new yeah so finally i think the indian market has hit a place where you know they feel like okay fine it's not going to be a bar not going to be a brunch i mm-hmm. should just go out for a good view maybe i'll go for a trek Mm-hmm. maybe i go cycling so mm-hmm. i have feeling like you know from looking at like you know i go for my hikes every sunday you know i'm seeing like so many more cars so many more people around so i like you know i have feeling yes i think the market is picking up like post corona yes definitely but before that yeah maybe a little bit here and there but now yes yeah i love that and so let's say we were to put adventure like on a line from minimum to maximum and minimum being uh, places like malls with the fake bungees and all of that considered a big adventure scene or the maximum being i know so my my dad served the indian army for several years and so he's put me through all of like these super tough adventurous fun stuff which is just a little beyond simple adventure right um and so i know tons of like retired officers of the indian army that start super serious 
trekking adventure like monotonous trick stuff so on on that line spectrum where do you see area 83 is it something that's super super rigorous and like kind of like a training is it super chill or is it somewhere in between i think it would be more on the fun side you know we we have the fun activity which are the team games like you know we have group like activities maybe best suited for group of a group of 10 Mm-hmm. and you know those are fun activities like you know you have human foosball when you know, you've played foosball you see two people play but over here you are the pieces in the board so yeah. you know you are knocking each other out like but you can't move like because you're holding on you have archery tag all our life we've seen movies on dodge dodgeball yeah and you know it's like you know we all want to play the sport but in school you never had anything like it but yeah. here bow and arrow then here you get to shoot each other with the bow and arrows that's great so it's not like you know like you feel like oh yeah i can actually shoot but here like you need the aim you have yeah. bubble soccer bubble soccer i think the most trending sport in egypt mm-hmm. but again not safely done in in india but the thing is again we got it down here people play they have fun yeah you have the lake, so we have a lake mm-hmm. so that's where yeah okay if you say rules and regulations our lake side activities would you know require a little bit more of attention but then yeah. again like see as a human if you come with your friend the people over here train to such an extent that you don't even realize the amount of you know risk you are putting yourself into but at the same time yeah. all the safety precautions have been taken care of like you know someone i train my staff to tell people like okay someone who's afraid of heights like you know i used to like i'm afraid of heights you know like and if you tell me to do these activities yeah. like in my head i'd be like i would have never done it like ever But yeah. the thing is, over the years, because I'm the goon who has to try it, because I was like, you know, if I can go myself, then I'm going to send my client. It's not like you know, I'm going to tr- make someone else try it and then be like, okay, fine, let you know, if something happens, happens, not happening to me. Mm-hmm. So the funniest thing is, I'm the guy who actually tries all the activities all the time. I do the checklist. Love it. I climb these towers because the thing mm-hmm. is, at the end of the day, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Right. So, so these activities, yes, it does. You know, you have your harnesses. You have to put them properly. You have your checklist. You have everything that you know has to be on the top. You mm-hmm. cannot go wrong. These guys are so trained. Like you know, they'll be having conversations. They'll be scaring you. Like you know, they'll be yeah. pumping you up. but you yeah. really don't know what you're really getting yourself into but right. then once the ride starts you're like oh damn like you know that conversation i didn't know what i'm doing but now things are getting yeah. serious yes no, yes and yeah. another day we want people to come here not yeah. to overthink it and be like oh mm-hmm. what about the safety precautions people do ask about the safety like you know we have a lot of like high adrenaline rides the people are like you know you're falling off 70 feet what if that's not even i always have the what if that's not so you know yeah. we have safety for the what ifs if that what yeah. if also starts we have safety even for that so it's like you know with because of the human mind we have yeah. like safe in a few activities we have like one safety line one we have two safety lines like you know just to be safe because you know like it is not i'm not blaming the indian population but you know accidents have occurred over here not like they don't happen abroad but yeah. it's because we are not prone to like get hurt in that way like going out on adventure mm-hmm. so you know something small happens becomes a very big thing mm-hmm. so basically what we try to do like you know someone ask us we comfort them by telling them okay fine this is it is going to take you 70 feet off but you know you have this you have this okay fine we use this cable this is the strength of the cable this is how much weight it can take like you know mm-hmm. they know the specifics of the cable so it's mm-hmm. not like yeah sir 
this is one line that's another line it's going to take you down no like you know rather explain it to you make you feel comfortable and then do the right there are Watch people it. like you know midway they be like no no drop me drop me drop me like we drop them it's okay not like you know we are going to pull them all the way because there are few people who cannot take the height they pass out yeah so yeah there is an activity for everyone yeah. but yeah at the same time yeah if you ask me like there would be the fun ones where you know you just go all out and do whatever and yes there are the higher adrenaline ones which require a little more professional touch to it that adventure stuff does it so it's like you know if you come here you're going to relax to make fun of your friends of all the faces they make all the way they fall so it's mm-hmm. more of like you know the safe like you know the fun end more than the military end love it that's super interesting and so what you basically tried to tell us is that you've kind of tried to maximize the reduction of risk which and also try to maximize a lot of fun which kind of makes it like a fun adventurous resort which is awesome and now talking a little bit about like the business terms of things i would say that from my personal understanding i didn't even know what kayaking was until i was in india and now that i'm in the united states i'm kayaking every weekend you know i'm hiking every weekend doing a lot of this fun stuff and so you're kind of like in bangalore or probably in south india or maybe even in india somewhat like the first mover of original adventure so in terms of being the first mover two things can happen one you could kind of face the difficulties of being the first movers establishing everything and getting things going in india and then whoever comes second bears all the fruit of your hard work or the other end of the spectrum is being first mover advantage and because you have the first mover you kind of establish your foothold in the market and gain uh, respect become a known brand and then anyone that comes after isn't as known as your organization where do you see your organization going as a first mover so basically what has happened yes what you said like you no know, when you start if something works especially in a country which has such a big population they yeah. do tend to you know try the activity that you have yeah over the years like on the stretch that we are at we have yeah. numerous resorts that some of the other active farmers yeah. like you know when it comes to bubble soccer when it comes to human football when it comes to the big swing that we have yeah. but see for me the thing is not about me competing with them see because as soon as i start competing with them there's no end i'll right. do something they'll do something better then i have to like you know plus that what i always teach my staff and everyone over here that like you know you do your job mm-hmm. like you know that's more than enough yes at the same time i can't be like okay fine if someone gets something better i'm not going to do something about it yeah. we have our plans which you know we've made like we know which activity to put next and what to put next looking at you know we work with the market if someone right. says we need more team activities we would try searching for more team activities like right. we personally read every comment every recommendation that we get from clients right. so that's why we are like evolving with what the customer base wants something mm-hmm. like kayaking we know like the lake that we have is a privately owned lake we mm-hmm. could do n number of adventure activities in it we could get a yeah. jet ski we could you know put those big slides that people can jump in but thing is yeah. that again the risk factor increases nobody mm-hmm. wants to come to a place where you know their life could be at risk that's what the right. first thing when but adventure park people are a little hesitant because of that right so what we are going to do is like you know this is the first step you all come mm-hmm. here and if you get the taste of adventure okay fine you like it mm-hmm. then we'll move on okay that's the same thing that happens you do all the team activities yes you like it to come by the lake mm-hmm. that's like leveling up your adventure like we see okay fine if this person can take a 40 foot swing then next mm-hmm. to that is the 75 foot swing so right. you know so for people at all levels you have something over here people yeah. do copy it yes you know it is a market where you know, something works someone else tries it but you mm-hmm. know 
that's a we are educated ourselves like rather than us sending someone getting a third person to tell us what to do yeah we are always looking at new activities like it's funny because you know we have so many friends that keep yeah. sending us all the random adventure posts like wherever they be yeah. like bro you have to put this come on you all yeah. of the guys have to do this because you know we are actually getting the trust from even you know people mm-hmm. on our uh, instagram page they be like yeah. you know you guys should get, get this because we trust you because Not the thing true. is they know we are not going to just buy it put it and be like y'all try it they know we'll mm-hmm. try it we'll test it and then we put out in the market there have been quite like there's something called the slingshot which mm-hmm. was initially put in a like you know when the resort started yeah that was one of the scariest activities we had you were getting pulled by a jeep and you we were being thrown over the lake but the thing true. is you need to go over the lake and come back but the thing is we knew okay fine someone could get a whiplash in the neck could be like you know i tried multiple times yeah so we're like no worst case scenario we can it we let the thing go we put another activity there so the thing is like you know mm-hmm. we are taking people's lives and you know into consideration we don't want it to be like you know you come here you do this and it's like a personal touch like i'm always here either my brothers here or my dad sometimes come by like two three times a week so you know when mm-hmm. families come by we personally go with a few families we make them do activities we have conversations with, with them and we yeah. make sure that whoever comes here they yeah. finish all the activities like you know it's not like you know 6 o'clock close the resort shut gotcha. if something like that happens we switch on the flood light we tell them to play because not gotcha. like you know you come here and you mm-hmm. just do whatever you want okay fine you didn't finish the activity we'll help you finish not like if you don't want to finish it. that's it the gotcha. thing gotcha. like you have resorts close by they have 1000 2000 people in our five acreage like you know land mm-hmm. for us we take a limit of 500 when we have almost a 10 acre land or 17 acre land. like you know even there we have minimized the amount of people that come in because mm-hmm. we want that experience people to experience it not like you know mm-hmm. get everyone here and like you know everyone just a crowded lines every year for people to go in right i think that's kind of like personalizing the experience yeah that's what test us apart from everyone else like even now like someone opens out as soon as they get business everyone yeah. just gets carried away with it for us they're like you know right. we know how much we want like it's no like we want to see people's reaction we love seeing that that's awesome and so now as we move on we're at the next section which is another super fun thing from for our listeners and kind of like a cool way to understand your perspective on tons of things this session is called a uh, minute to win it so you have a minute to answer close to 10 questions in a word in a tiny phrase i'm going to try and ask them as fast as possible you should try and answer them as fast as you can but when i say a minute i literally i don't know if you can see this i have a timer on right now and i'm going to i'm going to start it and just stop my questions as soon as you hit the minute are you are you ready yeah hopefully i get the 10 but let's go let's go i think the best we've had is like a 6 or a 7 so far in one of the episodes so let's see if we can reach there or go beyond let's go let's go all right 3 2 1 adventure to you in one word adrenaline group adventure or solo adventure group first thing that comes to your mind when i say the following tarzan me bangalore bliss football love nature love <laughs> personal fitness mm goal life goal love it biggest challenge you faced as an entrepreneur corona after traveling and covering almost half the world where would your dream home be new zealand which adventure sport gave you the most adrenaline rush bungee jumping if you could change one thing about your journey what would it be mm, 
maybe i don't think i could change anything in my journey i loved everything i I love that and that's a minute good job man that was that was a lot of questions we got through great one ooh <laughs> one of these questions here that i really like and i think i still want to ask irrespective of the minute is rank these places in order of your personal experience so i have five places and i want you to rank them according to your experience bali singapore australia china and panama but in what way like for adventure Oh, for adventure for adventure bali doesn't really have adventure you just get pictures for your instagram yeah uh, then you have singapore also you just have that one theme park where you have a bungee yeah. i'll say australia would come first because you you can deep sea dive i did my skydiving there so yeah. australia would come first yeah panama is a small country but yes the adventure panama has i don't have like ski there you have amazing hikes you have a, lo- a lot of bouldering walls yes i'll say panama second yeah then which are the other three yeah then i'd be bali would be last singapore right. come above that what is the third one china china i haven't i have a feeling china has a lot to offer but the yeah. only issue with china is like you know the language barrier right nobody knows english like if you want water you're going to take 24 hours to explain to someone that you want water <laughs> like you know I that bad that. yeah so china I yes i know china has like a lot like you know the great wall of china and things like that there would be things that people would want to do but yes yeah. chinese market would be something like you know not very easy for someone to like you know communicate like when you do something like adventure you want to be able to communicate with the people around you if you get lost and you have i think if you get lost it's cool yeah that makes sense china, great answer yeah. so australia is right up there for you though that's yeah, number one australia, yes gotcha so now now as we coming towards the conclusion of the episode uh, this is probably one of the most important questions that i love to ask and really understand perspective um, of young entrepreneurs like yourself so with this pandemic a lot of people have been hit in different ways right now a lot of people are working towards helping uh, the super poor people people from the third part of our population by doing lots of donations non profits tons of stuff is happening um the bigger companies are also supported in big ways by government funds by doing tons of things many of them of course everyone's facing issues but these two to a certain extent are kind of taken care of but one of the middle populations that is spoken about less but is suffering a lot during this pandemic is young professionals and young entrepreneurs and more focused on and i've been talking about this in the past episodes as well is young entrepreneurs that just started off now you've had some amount of experience a couple of years um since you started area 83 now imagine someone that started a similar organization where they built a huge form of land created a resort did lots of fun stuff in january of this year you spent lakhs and lakhs in crores of money and 6 months and you can't do anything about it no return on investment so with that perspective that you have which is so so unique what are two of the most important things that you want to say to all the young entrepreneurs out there and two of the most like constructive pieces of advice that you would have for them like i would say like you know this pandemic like people have gone through like you know like even for us like even though we've been in the market for a while yeah. it wasn't easy for us like you know mm-hmm. what you could do as much as possible like even for us like in the end you have like the people like you know the staff that runs my place like mm-hmm. you know we had a lot of companies that let go of all their staff right. like for me i didn't let go of i have 140 people i've paid all of them the salary still now 
Like, you know, but not everyone can do it. Right. Like, you know, because the thing is that it's tough. Like, no one's making money. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, you know, you could ma- try maintaining, like, you know, cut your cost as much as possible. We've cut costs uh, into 100, like our cost. And maybe you've got it down to maybe five or six, but we're still maintaining the place. Mm-hmm. The same way, like, if you started off in Jan, you know mm-hmm. your thing, your idea is going to work. Unless it's something like, you know, now you know our post-corona is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to can it, like, it's okay like you know things like this happen like things like this never happen but since it happened like you know adapt to it like a few friends of mine are like you know business is tough i may have to shout it out like it's okay like in the end of the day take care of yourself yeah. like because in the end of the day people are like you know when they see me do my fitness photos they're like you know Tariq, like you're doing that i like because in the end of the day i am happy like you know my health should be number one people are falling sick because they are getting like you know they're like what do i do what do i do they're getting anxious they you know I, it's not an easy situation. Yes, when you don't have money, yes, it is a hard situation to be in. But then you rather be at 100% by taking care of yourself and trying to get a solution mm-hmm. than falling sick and getting another problem. Right. So I would say like, you know, this pandemic, like, yes, it has been bad for a lot of people. But, you know, taking care of yourself. Take, yes, there are businesses like which may work, which may bloom. There may be a yeah. few businesses that just started in jail. Like someone who started a mask company, a sanitizing company, like, you know, they would flourish in a time like this. So, you know, it's your bad luck if you started in a time like that. But, you know, at the same time, it could be a learning curve. You know, imagine if you started and, you know, a few months later, something like this happened. Yeah. It could always be worse than what they are now. That is so true. You know? It's kind of like in their early stage, they've lived through yeah. the hardest phase of life. And so nothing in the future it can be It can't get worse than this. Yeah, it can't Absolutely. get worse than that. So, Absolutely. like, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, just push through it. Like, everyone is doing it. Like, you know, do the minimal that you can. Keep yourself safe. At the same time, like, you know, never give up on yourself. Like, you know, if you started something from and you believe that it's going to work, mm-hmm. yes, it's a hard phase. But, you know, just hold on for some more time. And I think when things are getting better, like, over here, you see everyone doing everything normally. Yes, only a group. Mm-hmm. Like, some, like, for example, you're not going to get that many people in a place. So think of a smarter way of getting your product out if it's a product. If it's a place that you won't get people to, okay, try making an event to get people there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there are Zoom calls happening. There are calls. Like I'm telling you, something like this, what me and you are doing, could be done face-to-face if, we, if the corona was going on. But right. see, people are adapting. So adapt to the market. Rather than okay. waiting for it to flush out, mm-hmm. try catching something in the market where, you know, for people are adapting to. Because you mm-hmm. don't know how long this is going to go on. So you can't just keep waiting and like, you know, Okay, fine, it's going to go maybe one year, maybe two years. Maybe what if something else happens? So the, the quicker you adapt, the better it is going to be for you. So yeah, I love that. I that's such, such good piece of advice. I mean, I was just talking about that as well in, my, in, in the previous episode uh, about the importance of adapting to any situation and like the importance of not only in times of uh, this pandemic and COVID, but in general circumstances, adapting to the new cultures and kind of, how do I say this? Trying to stay ahead of the curve, you know, is probably one of the coolest things that entrepreneurs can do in order to stay relatable and to stay successful and keep growing. Exactly. So finally, any final thoughts that you have for all our listeners? What is one thing that you want to conclude by saying to all the young established entrepreneurs, upcoming entrepreneurs and people that are still in school and college, but are thinking of going into the field of entrepreneurship? I would say like, you know, if you're interested in doing something, you're passionate about doing something, shoot your shot. Like 
you know some yeah. i did i'm a person done something like bbm it doesn't really mean that i have to do something related to bbm like mm-hmm. you know if you're passionate about something like there would be nothing better in this world if people like doing what they actually like doing love it so you know you you shouldn't think about a life from a monday to friday it's going to be hell saturday sunday i'm going to have fun mm-hmm. i have fun monday to sunday like why don't you think of a life like that so you know plan for a life like that you don't want your life to be okay fine till 30 i'm going to work then go retire i'm going to have my yeah. savings you yeah. don't know if you're going to live for that long True. so you know live in the moment okay fine you know that work for example is going to take up almost 50% of your life so try doing something that you like doing rather than you know dragging yourself to work every single day and you mm-hmm. know not liking what you're doing so I, I would say like for entrepreneurs like you know it's not an easy it's not something that you know everyone can do yeah. if you can't become an entrepreneur yes they'll work for a company that you are like a company that does something that you like rather than you just doing it for the sake of the money because yes the money will come in but when you're passionate about something when you work hard money will automatically come in don't run behind the love money it. because money will never come in love it that is, that is so amazing so you heard it from Tariq everybody do what you love and love what you do thank you so much Tariq for agreeing to do this it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this episode with pleasure us today man, man. you're a nice one having you around and like you know, speaking to you after so long absolutely I love this thank you for being here Tariq thank you for all the listeners to listening to us today and uh, stay tuned for the next episode this is your host Sankal signing out <laughs>